Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. There's a lot to like about the internet. Of course, there's a lot to mistrust about it as well. If you're like me, you want to find the truth and nothing but the truth when it comes to religious liberty. Well, I've got some good news for you today. There's a site you can visit where you'll find the latest news and ideas concerning your religious freedom. And I've got Melissa Reed, Associate Editor of Liberty Magazine, right here on the phone with us today. Melissa, you seem very excited about today's topic. Why is that? Well, Charles, I'm always excited to have the opportunity to uh, highlight religious freedom, Mm -hmm. and I'm always excited to have the opportunity to chat with you as well. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, (laughs) I I was looking at this website. Are you involved in the construction of this thing? Yeah. So this is, um, well, let me tell you which site we're talking about. It's the website for the North American Religious Liberty Association. Uh, It's basically a partner organization with Liberty Magazine, and I'm the executive director there. Mm -hmm. And we just recently have revamped uh, our website, which the web address is Mm -hmm. religiousliberty.info. That's www.religiousliberty.info, I-N-F-O. This is basically the North American Religious Liberty Association, or uh, NARLA, as we uh, mm-hmm. typically call it, yes. is basically an opportunity for individuals who are excited about religious freedom or interested in religious freedom to stay current, stay abreast of, of what's going on in their community, what's going on around the world. It's just really kind of a meeting house and information center for individuals like you and like me yes. who want to keep involved and, and keep abreast of what's going on in this community. Now, you know, it's interesting because you say we, we keep ourselves involved and, and informed. Why is that important? Because, you know, aren't there people out there like Liberty Magazine? Aren't there individuals out there who are guarding our religious freedom? Why do we need to know about this stuff? Right. Well, I think it's, um, you know, we certainly do uh, the best that we can. Liberty Magazine, we can't handle everything that goes on, and we <laughs> certainly need watchmen. I think it's nice to be involved in a ministry you know, not just to send a check, but to actually play a, a role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we like receiving the checks, too, of course. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> and then the financial aspect is, is important, of course. You know, we've talked many times as far as, you know, that's how uh, the magazine gets to our thought leaders, is that, you know, the sponsored subscription. But this actually allows people the opportunity to share this particular interest. You know, when I'm excited about something, if I'm excited about my faith, my Christian experience, then I want to share that with somebody. I want to talk to other people about it. You know, I want to be engaged with others who are having that same experience. So this is the same kind of thing. It's a particular interest that people hold, that they care about. You know, lots of people are news junkies, and you, you know, sure, there's other people that are, are going to let you know uh, what's important as far as uh, developments in the world, but it's nice to be able to go and figure out and you know see for yourself and, and discover for yourself what's mm-hmm. going on. So, 
That's really the reason for the website. Okay. All right. Very good. So let me give that website once again. That's www.religiousliberty.info. That's I-N-F-O at the end, religiousliberty.info. And uh, I would think, Melissa, that people who visit this site should come with a certain mindset. Can you share with us what you want people to be thinking when they click those letters on their computer and they show up at their site? What should be on their minds? Well, we're a magazine of religious freedom, so I don't know that I really want to tell people what they should be thinking. Interesting. Interesting. I like (laughs) that. I think that people will be surprised, is what I think, how much is going on on the religious liberty front, both in the United States and Canada and abroad. And to illustrate that, let me just talk about one section of the website. So we have the news section. If people go to the the, uh, website and click on news, they're immediately going to see a map of North America, and then there's also an option right next to it to click on the world. And we are very diligent about posting religious liberty news stories. Uh, You know, we have, uh, you're familiar with the Google search engine, we get Google alerts for various phrases. And so we have, you know, phrases like religious freedom, religious persecution, Liberty Magazine, and I get alerts every time those phrases, those key phrases are mentioned in the news. And it's, I mean, it's surprising to me, and I work in this field every day, but it's surprising to me when I see those alerts come up, how often and in, in what degree events are happening around the world and the United States. So if you go to the United, so if you go to that current news section, you'll see a list of all the news stories, and then you'll see that map, and it's just interesting to it see, is, like right now I'm is. looking at the map, and I'm seeing stories in New Jersey, I'm seeing stories in Montreal, Illinois. Virginia, in the District of Columbia. I mean, and this is just a small sampling of what's going on in the United States and Canada. You know, then I click on the world and I see Indonesia and China and Hungary. I mean, it's just, so I think, as you were asking, what should people expect? I think that they're going to be surprised at really just how much is going on and also how much of what you consider, quote unquote, regular news stories. Yes have a religious liberty uh, effect or emphasis. One of the things that I just really noticed uh, using that map feature is that it, it's, not the, it's not always the main civilization high points, like the New York City or Washington, D.C. or Miami. Sometimes it's a little small little podunk town in Virginia or someplace out there in Illinois or other parts of the world where these things are happening. It's not just the big places. Right, and that actually may be the reason why we are not as aware. Maybe they don't get quite the coverage or quite the... uh, But, you know, I think we've mentioned many times, if it's you in this small town that your freedom is being taken away or challenged, uh, it certainly is important to you, and it certainly is the law of the land, whether it's a municipal law or state law or a federal law, that's allowing these things to happen. So even if you don't live in Main Street, USA... If that law exists for whatever this situation is occurring legitimately, then it's something for you certainly to be concerned about. And, of course, it's happening to your neighbor. And as Christians, we should always, of course, be concerned about the rights of our neighbors. Yeah. Now, I was looking at the news section this morning, and one of the things that was up there uh, is churches to lose use of school space after a legal push fails. Now, this story is pretty incredible. It comes from the Bronx, and there's the Bronx Evangelical Church who has lost its permission 
to hold meetings and, and hold prayer conferences in a in a public school. Now, as as a as a woman who is involved very much in the dissemination of information about religious freedom around the world, what did that say to you? Why is that in the website? Well, it's an interesting story, and it's a link to a New York Times article. Mm-hmm. It's been a 16-year legal battle. So this is something that's been ongoing, and it's finally reached up to the Supreme Court level. And the Supreme Court has said that they are not going to review this lower court's decision. So that's basically they've reached the end of the road, so to speak. Uh, we actually, Liberty Magazine is actually going to be doing an article on this exact story for our March-April issue. So I would encourage listeners to make sure and, and check that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, for additional coverage uh, of this story. But it's just very interesting because, you know, we have a situation, unfortunately, in the United States where other organizations, you know, after-school programs, this and that, are allowed to use facilities. But because people have been scared because of a lack of information and a lack, uh, and, and they're just sort of reacting to one extreme, yes. religious organizations are not receiving the same rights as secular organizations. That was the troubling aspect of this story to me, is not that we certainly are not looking for religious organizations to have favoritism, to be have, have more rights than other organizations, but they certainly should not be diminished mm-hmm. because they are religious organizations. And so that's what I found particularly troubling about this story. In other words, the idea here is that because it's a religious organization and they want, they want to have separation of church and state, a religious organization should not have access to a state-run school. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and so what's happening with this? What is the outcome? Where, where is it left right now? Right. So the Supreme Court said that they would not review the lower court decision. The mm-hmm. lower court decision was that the church cannot hold its meetings really? there. Really? Um, okay. And, you know, they've been worshiping there since 2002. So, hmm. again, uh, well, you know, I, I would encourage individuals to definitely check out the March-April issue because we'll have a more in-depth analysis, I think, of this decision and what it can mean for other organizations who are, might be mil- uh, meeting in public buildings, you know, government-owned buildings, and, and what this could, what this ruling could mean for them. Family members who face a natural disaster or war often find themselves grieving, not only for the loss of loved ones, but the loss of everything they own, including their home. They struggle to survive while having no place to lay their heads. There's no shelter from the hot sun or violent weather. You can help rebuild one family's destroyed home and provide them with a sense of stability and safety. This is just one of many opportunities offered to you in this year's edition of the Adventist Development and Relief Agency International's The Original Really Useful Gift Catalog. To find out more, visit www.adra.org. That's www.adra.org. Or call 1-800-424-ADRA. That's 1-800-424-2372. This is your chance to select the perfect gift for that special someone who has nothing. Thank you. 
We're talking with Melissa Reed, Associate Editor of Liberty Magazine, and we're talking about a website today, www.religiousliberty.info, I-N-F-O. I wish you would check it out after the program, listener, and you can find uh, stories like the one we just talked about. Also, another story here that caught my eye, it's the second item on the, on the list here, was nurses don't have to assist in abortions. Hospital agrees. Is this a good thing uh, that's happening here? Are you, are you finding uh, joy in this, or is there concern here? Well, this is a story that we've been following, and that was actually just an update. Mm-hmm. If you scroll down just a little bit further, it says New Jersey nurses charge religious discrimination over hospital abortion policy. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, a nurses' union had filed suit saying that they were being forced to help with you know, abortion procedures, and that was against their religious mm-hmm. beliefs sure. to be involved in that way. Uh, there was other staff who was available and you know to be able to do that. And we've talked many times before about the current law of the land in the United States is as long as there is reasonable accommodation yes, available yes, for somebody, exactly. um, an individual should be allowed to practice their religious beliefs in the workplace or or be accommodated for their religious beliefs in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so this story that you just mentioned, Charles, is the follow-up to that where the hospital has agreed that these nurses uh, will not have to participate in this procedure. And it says, just a quote that I'm reading from the, from the university spokesperson, this is no nurse is compelled to have a direct involvement in a procedure in which she or he objects based on their cultural values, ethics, or religious beliefs. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, that's exactly what I think. I think it was a reasonable request that they asked for. Yes. You know, they have other staff who are willing uh, and comfortable to do that. And I was pleased with that outcome. Okay. You know, and it makes you wonder, because we have dealt on this program with stories where accommodation was not available, or at least the employer said accommodation was not available, and uh, it had a very different outcome. So it sounds like that if you are in a working situation, a workplace situation, that if you want to make a decision, you might want to look around and make sure accommodation is available before you stick your head up above the herd. Am I on the right track here? I think that's a good idea. I mean, because, you know, we were talking about the law of the land, but also yeah. it's very, it's kind of a, a gray area as far as, you know, some organizations, some employers are certainly more willing to accommodate or, or more interested in accommodating than others. Yes. And it sounds yes. like this New Jersey Hospital certainly did the right thing and was anxious to keep, you know, their qualified nurses there on staff. You know, we certainly wish that was the case with all the employers. Unfortunately, it's not. And it, it certainly is a good idea. Um, I don't know if you could check, I'm trying to think of ways that you could check to sort of find out, you know, what your employer would be like as far as accommodation. Maybe uh, filings with the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, you yeah. know, see if there's been, discri- you know, religious discrimination uh, complaints against your employer. Interesting, uh, yes. You know, yes, filed through yes. that way. Yeah. Or, or um, you know, maybe even just ask your human resources person, at, you know, as you're in the application process. Mm-hmm. What is the organization's policy on a religious accommodation? Well, I think that uh, we've uncovered here uh, one of the most important aspects of this website, and that is the gathering information so that when you 
as a as a citizen of this country, when you, as a reader of Liberty Magazine, want to move into an area of question where you're not sure what's going to happen or what your rights are, that uh, by keeping up on these kinds of stories, you won't be taken by surprise when your employer comes to you and, and says something or does something that, uh, that you don't agree with. You'll know what your rights are. You'll know what has been done in the past. You'll know what, where you can go, and uh, you cannot feel quite so alone. I think that's probably what this website means to me when I look at it and I read the stories. I feel like I'm connected to what's going on in the world, and my expectations can then fall in line with what I've been reading. Does this work for you too as well, Melissa? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's your reaction. Yeah. I do feel yeah. welcome, and that's, yeah. it's certainly what we want. I mean, we want it to have a communal feeling to it. Uh, we're excited about this particular issue, and... Um, Hopefully, people learn some, yes, uh, yes, and also that they are able to share some as well. Now, another aspect of the website, we've talked a bit about the news aspect. We also have the events aspect, and I've been actually been updating that this morning. And we have a calendar of events. We have a bureau of speakers that are available to speak on religious liberty topics just all over the, the United States and Canada. And it's just incredible you know, we've got speaking appointments in Alabama, in Mississippi, in, in Florida, in uh, Tennessee. We've got uh, a couple in Oregon. We have some in California. Really all over oh, New York State. So if you are interested in this particular topic and you would like to attend a seminar or a training session, the NARLA website is another great resource for you. And also... There may be something happening in your community that you're not aware of, you know, if you're a Seventh-day Adventist church member, yeah. but there's three churches in your area, you may not know about the, the event that's happening at one of the other churches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is, I hope, a place that people will continue to look to as a resource for what's going on uh, in their community, what's available for them uh, if they're interested in this particular ministry. Now, I need to ask, are you and Lincoln Steed both on this list of people who go around speaking? Yes, yes, we are, and we <laughs> we have. I haven't put our schedules on here yet. January through March is sort of our religious liberty campaign yes, season. I think yes. we've talked about the religious liberty campaign on the show before, oh, yes. and we are pretty much gone every weekend, uh, January through March. It's a great opportunity for us to be able to talk about something that we're that we're very passionate about, and uh, you know, it's nice to be able to get out of the office, and it's really a pleasure to be able to go to local churches. We usually speak at churches. Sometimes we speak at pastor's meetings. And then in the summer, Lincoln speaks at a lot of camp meetings. But it's, you know, to, to be around people that are as excited about this ministry as we are, yes. like you were saying, you know, that feeling that you got looking at the website, that, that communal feeling, it's great, you know, and so we enjoy, it makes for a busy uh, three months, yes. but we certainly enjoy the opportunity uh, to be able to, to share on this topic. Well, I have heard both Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, and Melissa Reed, our guest today. She's associate editor of Liberty Magazine. I have, I have heard both of these people speak, and trust me, uh, you will be moved and inspired, and you will enjoy what they have to say. And that uh, calendar of events is available at that website, www.religiousliberty.info. That's religiousliberty.info check it out. In the moments we have left in our program here, Melissa, I want to ask you a question. We, we're, we're moving into a new year. As you look back on the old year, 
Was there any event or decision or any article that was in Liberty Magazine or anything that you saw personally that gave you an indication of where religious liberty was going? Anything that just stuck out and moved you in a way that nothing else did during that year? I was thinking about this when we had our conversation earlier. And yeah. it, I really enjoy, I was talking with someone the other day about New Year's resolutions, and, and their sort of thought was, you know, if there's something that you need to change in your life, why do you wait to January 1st That's to do true. it? And That's true. Whereas I am more of the opinion, I like the opportunity, I like reflection. Mm-hmm. And I like the opportunity or the, you know, that January 1st sort of encourages reflection. Yes. And so I was happy when you asked me that, because I, I like to look back and see, you know, what's gone in the share and what does that mean for us as a people, as, you know, what does it mean for us as Christians, what does that uh, mean for us as defenders of freedom. And I'm also a very visual person. And one of the things that I really like about Liberty Magazine and impressed is not just the caliber of the articles, mm-hmm. but the quality of the illustrations. Yes, and Charles, I know you read Liberty oh, and yes. you can testify to what I'm saying. And so the thing that popped in my mind was we had a cover story in May, June of this year. And you can see it on our website, which is libertymagazine.org. The cover story was Yearning to Breathe Free. And it's a picture of a little girl standing in Tahir Square in Egypt during the rioting that was going on there, the protesting that was going on there. And she's in front of a tank, and she's praying. Just a little girl. I mean, I'm going to guess she's six or seven. That particular image, and then there was a couple others that really illustrated the story, the feature story that went along with that. So the story of the plight of the Coptic Christians mm-hmm. in Egypt mm-hmm. has really affected me. Anguish and Anger is the name of the story, and again, you can find that on the Liberty website. That was our coverage of the Coptic Christians and, and their plight in Egypt. It continues on, but another image that I'm looking at, I'm looking at the issue right now, and another image that just really speaks home to me is there were several church bombings of yes, these Coptic yes, Christian um, yes. churches. And I'm looking one here, and it's a section of a church, and it's showing, you know, Christ as our Savior with his arms outstretched, and there's actual blood stains on it from the bombing. And it's just, to me, images like that, you know, when you hear about something happening, uh, and we've talked about this before, if the discrimination or the persecution isn't happening to us, it's harder to relate. You know, of course, you know, you feel badly for these people, but visuals, to me, really help put me in that situation. And so I really appreciate Brian Gray is our art director uh, for Liberty Magazine, and I really appreciate the work that he does because he really helps put faces on these stories for me and really sort of drive home uh, the reality of the situation that these individuals are going through. And as you know, you know, the rioting has gone back up in Egypt, that story is, yes. is sort of gaining momentum again uh, as they're having the elections now in Egypt. And they're seeing a very conservative Islamic group sort of taking power. And uh, the, the Christian minority there is, is very, very anxious as to what that will mean for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, to me, is the story uh, that really uh, affected me the most this year, has really stuck with me, I guess. Now, as you face a new year, Melissa, are you optimistic? You're like a doctor. A doctor deals with diseases a lot. And uh, you and and the staff there at Liberty Magazine, you have a lot of articles about uh, 
some very hurtful and very painful events in people's lives. Where do you find optimism as you look to the new year, as you look to the, the next movement in the religious liberty? Where do you find the optimism that gets you up in the morning and gets you to work? <laughs> well, my optimism comes from my, from my faith, from, mm. from my Christian faith, because I know, you know, we've been promised by our Savior that he will take care of us, that he will protect us, that he's coming again to take us away from these kind of, you know, from this yes. world and, and this yes. sort of horrific situation. So I think that's where my optimism comes, is sort of knowing the end of the story mm. um, as far as that goes. That said, I'm not optimistic for where religious freedom is going mm. uh, in the world. The Pew Forum that does lots of um, polling and research here in the United States mm. did a, a survey recently, and they were, I think it was for the year 2009, it was their data, and they were saying how, or they were showing how it seems that countries that are already hard on religious freedom, like it's, you know, they have, have gotten even more discriminating. They've even tightened down more right. as far as religious freedom and other freedoms too, but this was looking specifically at religious freedom. And that, so things are getting worse where they were already bad and they're not getting better anywhere else. Mm. And that sort of seems to be the trend as far as, um, the world and, and, and this particular civil liberty. So it's, it's difficult to be um, optimistic as far as our freedom. I certainly am optimistic any time that I see individuals fighting for something that they believe in, you know, if, and fighting for our cause. And that's why I enjoy traveling around to local churches. That's why I enjoy creating the NARLA website and creating sort of a, a community where people can interact mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. That's encouraging to me and to Lincoln, I know as well, to know that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, when we hear from individuals who read the magazine or who listen to the radio program, it's encouraging to know that other people care about these things as well. And we certainly know that there's lots of prayers going up uh, on behalf of those who are persecuted because of their beliefs. And, mm-hmm. and that's certainly uh, encouraging as well. It certainly is. And I'm glad you said what you said. There are prayers going up. Because I want to ask you, Melissa, if you would do something for us today as we move into a new year and as we as we look at the challenges coming up, prayer is very important. Would you do us the honor of praying for our listeners right now so that their minds would be open to what's about to happen and what they can do to, to help God's cause in the world? Would you pray for us right now? Absolutely. Our Lord in heaven... Thank you so much for this freedom that you give us. We constantly talk about in Liberty Magazine the freedoms that we have as Americans. We are so grateful to our founding fathers for the freedoms that they gave us. But we know that you, as our creator and as our redeemer, have given us that ultimate freedom. It's just an affirmation that a government will give. This is something that you, as our Savior, has given to us, and we're so incredibly grateful for it. We're incredibly grateful for the love that you display, and we want to mimic that. We want to emulate that as, as Christians. We want to show that, that level of concern and care for others. And so we thank you uh, for that way of showing us uh, how to act, how to treat other people. I really want to pray for the individuals that are listening today that have a particular interest in religious liberty, that care about their brothers and sisters, and care about their own beliefs. Their faith is so important to them, and perhaps they are experiencing a struggle right now. 
perhaps they anticipate one or they know someone who is experiencing a religious freedom issue right now. We certainly want to lift that individual or those individuals up in prayer and give them encouragement. We know that you are capable of, of everything, of doing anything, uh, whether it's resolving a situation or providing peace for the individual that's going through the situation. We know that you are there. You are our ultimate comfort and redeemer, and, and so we're so grateful for that. I also want to pray for Charles and uh, the ministry that he has on the radio. It really is uh, a benefit to the community that he is here available, always eager and knowledgeable on the topics, and we just want to encourage him and affirm him in that way as well. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Melissa. Thank you very, very much. The website we mentioned today, www.religiousliberty.com. Info. Also, the magazine's website is www.libertymagazine.org. Check them out. Well, this has been a good show. Thank you very much, Melissa. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Melissa Reed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. You've been listening to LifeQuest Liberty. To further explore the issues discussed on today's program, visit www.libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of religious freedom burning in your heart today.